Welcome to the first of our uh, Sanctuary First Conversations around the theme of Jesus in conversation with the church. This afternoon I've got with me Norman Smith who is the convener of the Church of Scotland's Mission Discipleship Council and we're going to have a discussion together about what would Jesus be saying to the church today if he were here in conversation with us and engaging with some of the issues that we face in our 21st century? So, Norman, what do you think, I mean, any co- what would your first comment be? What do you think Jesus might be saying to us? Bearing in mind that the Jesus of the Bible has given us, a new, of Jesus of the New Testament, gives us a whole plethora of ideas and things of, of his vision and his mind about the church. How does that engage with us today? One of the things that stands out for me about Jesus is that he, he did so much. So it wasn't just what he said that carried so much weight, it's also what he did. So I'm pretty sure he would just tell us to go and do it. He would tell us to, to get out of our churches, to go into our communities, to apply what we are learning in our churches into our communities, and, and for the kind of trans, transformative power of the gospel to really come into play. The gospel is not a static thing, it's there to transform lives, and when people encounter it, it one of the great privileges of being a minister is that you see people's lives changing for the better when they come across the gospel. And one of the things Jesus said was, go into all the world and preach the gospel and I'll be with you. I mean, it's almost as though he says, go into all the world, preach the gospel and I'll be holding your hand. I'll journey with you. So when he says preach the gospel, he also then goes on and defines part of that, of, of that preaching about, he says, you are the light of the world you're the salt, you know, and if the light and the salt loses its savour, how will it be salted? You, you know, go and be the light in the world. Mm. And I wonder, sometimes there's a dichotomy here as Christians think about going to proclaim the gospel in the word, and then what does it mean in action to be salt and light? And sometimes people think if we preach the gospel, that's enough. The words, and the words will do, the words mm. will do, the, do the work. Whenever I come to prepare a message and to see what the, the Bible is trying to say today, I write at the top of the page, so what? And it's because there has to be a practical element. Preaching for me is not just about what happens on that hour on a Sunday. There's then the whole application of that when you leave the, the, the doors of the church. So the gospel should be with you as you go to work on a Monday morning. It should be with you if you're on the school bus or in the playground. It should be with you if you're going to watch a movie in the cinema. And what does it mean to be a Christian in all of these places? The, the, we believe the Bible's relevant. We believe that preaching is relevant today. But there's far more to it than just standing in a pulpit or standing at the front and speaking. I was speaking to a young person recently about this whole idea about preaching. And I was saying to him, you know, if, if we were to get a church going and we're trying to think about mm-hmm. Sanctuary First in a new way to connect with those that are not mm-hmm. at church every Sunday, but how, would, how should I describe preaching? And he, and he said, well, maybe you should stop talking about preaching and you should start talking about a conversation. And I wonder if there's, would we lose something if we use the word conversation? Is there something about preaching that is powerful, that is declaratory, that is, that is proclaiming, and conversation is more listening? You know, is it a completely different thing, or is it part of this whole idea of preaching? I think another word that I could use there is prophetic. So preaching should also be prophetic. Now. The medium can be someone standing at the front and being prophetic, or the medium can be a conversation like this. But both can be, to use another P word, powerful. 
and and the content of that is such that you're challenged by it. Um, for me, preaching is it, it, it never just stops when someone pronounces the benediction. It continues on from that. So, so you put the preaching into practice. You say, what does it mean to be a Christian in all the different situations I find myself in? And if what I have experienced on a Sunday or online through Sanctuary First, if it's not actually relevant to my, to my life, then I feel that it hasn't actually done its job. The job is to, to move me, to challenge me, to, to go and do something, to make a difference and, and to transform. So, so there's a power in preaching. And I wouldn't want to say that it has to be one way or it has to be the other way. Mm -hmm. Actually, it depends on the context into which it's speaking. Mm -hmm. So this idea of the community, how important is it to be part of the community if you are a follower of Jesus? You know, and how do you how do we define that community in today's world all right i have a really big big idea of community so i think of myself as part of the community of believers who are around just now but i also think of myself as part of the community of believers who have been and who are not yet so so for me the community of faith is not tied to the physical space that i occupy at any given time it's much much wider than that and that means that i can have uh, you know, I, I can count as part of my, my community, folks I know all across the world, folks I know across the street. Um, and and it, to me, it's, it's about a lot more than physical, physical presence. Let me tell you, one of my hobbies is uh, Minecraft. I know that's turned me into a, a geek uh, immediately, but one of my hobbies is Minecraft. And while playing Minecraft, uh, I met this pal called Duncan, and it turns out we're both Christians. And we pray for each other regularly. When I was down in London, uh, we met up and had a meal and we've become really, really good friends. But we were never in the same physical space, but we still very much count ourselves as part of the Christian community. That's an interesting point, isn't it? Because those of us who have been brought up with this whole idea of the community of God's people being in church on a Sunday, mm -hmm. we, we have almost encircled that as that's the that's the church what happens mm -hmm. in church on a Sunday and that's your community but sometimes that community there is not a great deal of community there mm. apart from community hymn singing <laughs> sometimes that's true yeah you know and it, it, and perhaps your friend who is miles away from you is in greater communion with you than you would be if you were sitting in the church singing a hymn with alongside you in church on Sunday. I mean, the sad thing is, depending on the size of your church, you know, there's over about 80 people in the church, you wouldn't know everyone within it. Um, and, and our community it encompasses church, it encompasses home, it encompasses work, and it encompasses uh, leisure. So in all of these different areas, the challenge for me is, what does it mean to be a Christian? And I want, to t I want the, the word that I hear expounded on a Sunday or online or um, through articles and magazines, I want however I encounter the word to give me the tools to help me to be a Christian in these places. And, and when that happens, it's amazing really what comes out of that and, and how your life, the, how the gospel really helps you then. Um, I love the, the bit where Jesus says you're to have, have life and life in all its fullness. So I see preaching as an aid to life and I see the encountering the word as an aid to life in all of these different spheres. And so our everyday walkabout life is almost like the gospel being enacted out, like Jesus becoming flesh and living among us and being among us 
the gospel is lived out in our daily walkabout lives. Absolutely. There shouldn't be any disconnect between what happens in church or in, in worship and what happens in the rest of life. Um, when I became a, a minister many years ago, someone said to me, I hope you don't develop a preaching voice. And I think what they were meaning was, I hope that the person who you are when you are engaged in kind of Christian activity is the same person you are when you're not engaged in Christian activity. And I hope that is the case. So, so for, for me, it's, it's, it's a kind of whole life discipleship. It's, it's trying to get the tools and to be equipped to go and, and be salt. You mentioned salt earlier, to be salt and to be light wherever and in whatever situation I would find myself. So here's the question. So what is the church doing now to begin to engage with those people who are believers, love the Lord, but are not in church on a Sunday because what's happening in a church on Sunday is not really engaging them in their Christian walk? There's been really interesting developments. I mean, things began to change with the advent of the car all these years ago, because until then it was really a very, very tight geograph geographical relationship that people had with their church. But with the car, all of a sudden people began to travel because they felt more at home in one community than another. And in our own congregation, we have people who travel across Edinburgh and travel past many parishes. But we've now taken another development where the kind of global village and the world has become smaller. And I know that people will tune in from all over the world to Sanctuary First. And they will feel very much part of that community. So, so the message that they receive there, they will apply to their situation. And, and when you think that what you put out in Bones could have an impact for somebody with the Vine Trust in South America, it's amazing. But of course, it's not amazing because it's all God's world. It all belongs to him. Absolutely. Absolutely. So listen, thank you very much for this conversation. And we hope to take it further. And in fact, we hope to continue these conversations. And next week, I'm going to be speaking to Jim Wallace, a previous government minister and member of the, the Social Democratic Party. And we're going to be talking about Jesus and conversation with power. And what would Jesus be saying to the politicians today? A starter is, you know, Donald Trump says he wants to make America great again. What would Jesus say was the hallmark that made a nation great. So these are some of the things we're going to be thinking on next week. But uh, until then, see you again. Bye. <laughs>